Today is exciting. The foreman of your farmer's farm is going to town to pick up supplies, and he has asked your character to go along. Since you've never been to town before, you can hardly wait. From the wagon you spy a dark tower, broken and mysterious, atop a distant knoll. The foreman tells you that this is Crag's ruin, and that ghosts dwell there, and that his father once helped kill a troll nearby. He also tells you not to worry, because he has his javelins with him, and that you are safe. How does this make you feel? Are you worried by being so close to the ruins, curious to see if ghosts really live there? Reassured by his statements? Confident in his javelins? Wish you had one yourself, even though you wouldn't know how to use it? Hey, it's Che, and this is how the quest begins. Hello Rescuers, my name is Che Webster and this is Roleplay Rescue, the podcast about rediscovering our lost role-playing games hobby. Somehow I found my way back to the microphone and it's time to embark on a new quest. For me, it's a journey into the deep past to find a new pathway towards enjoying the games I like to play in the way that I most enjoy playing them. It's my hope that, at least for someone else, this quest will resonate enough to carry you along with me too. This is Season 12, Episode 1, Back to Basic Roleplaying. Dad bought RuneQuest in 1980. I remember him commenting on how he'd been reading about these role-playing games in the wargaming periodicals that he collected. I vividly remember his visceral rejection of that game and the ease with which I was allowed to squirrel the box away to my room. I devoured the ideas inside and discovered a game that resonated with me like no other. It wasn't about victory in an absolute sense, but rather about adventure. There was a whole world to explore and you could be the hero of an exciting legend. Inside the box was a small booklet entitled Basic Roleplaying, an Introductory Guide. Although I had played a little traveller with friends before getting this game, I didn't own any of the products. RuneQuest was my entry into RPG rulebooks. But BRP, as it became commonly known, was my introduction to how this game is played. When I look back on my role-playing history, this is the book which taught me the most about how RPGs were played. In other words, while BRP contains some simple rules, it was really my introduction to fantasy role-playing game methodology. Later, when I got the D&D Redbox, I would learn all about dungeons and how to write such adventures. But this booklet helped me decode how the role-playing game was played. And today, I dug it back out of the box. 
Let's begin with a few selected paragraphs from the basic role-playing introduction, which addresses the question, what is a fantasy role-playing game? I considered reading the whole chapter, simply because it is ram-packed with great methodological pointers, but I think we'll get a flavour from just a few extracts. Quote, A fantasy role-playing game, FRP, is one wherein the players construct characters who live out their lives in a specially made game world. The characters need not be anything like the people who play them. Indeed, it is often more rewarding and enjoyable for players to create characters entirely unlike themselves. The game world is operated by a referee who sets up the situations which the players confront and who also plays the world. An FRP game, then, is an interaction between players who operate, run characters, and the referee who runs the world in which the adventures occur. End quote. In reading these words, nine-year-old me learned that the game was about characters living within a specially made game world. From the beginning, I was adventuring to discover two key elements. The character I was creating and the game world wherein the person lives. From here, we learn how the game is played. Quote, Most of the play is verbal exchange. The players tell the referee what they wish or intend to do. The referee then tells them if they can or may do it, and if not, what happens instead. The actual game rules are important only when there is some question of success or failure, for the rules are the agreed-upon reality, which makes the game world understandable. End quote. It's a verbal game, and the rules are for resolving questions of success and failure. BRP goes on to state that the rules are, quote, the court of appeal, whenever there is a conflict between what the player characters wish to do and what their game world seems to let them do, then the rules are used to settle the dispute, end quote. This implies that both the referee and the players are aware of the rules. That said, a later extract states that, quote, referee rulings should be final though and the players must be willing to take losses if the referee is adamant in his thinking, end quote. The fundamental principle is that the game is played and resolved as a discussion where cooperation is paramount. And so on with the methodology. Players should play their characters within the known limits of the characters they run. Players and referees should be unbiased, focused on role-playing, the first time I remember seeing that phrase in print, focused on role-playing the personalities in the game world. Play is cooperative, not competitive. Winning is really situational, based upon whether the player characters succeed in their goals. Danger is a common part of the game, and the possibility of death is the sharpest spice to the play. Dice are used to resolve questions within the rules. Characters are defined with characteristics and skills, but it is important to bring to life the role you play that goes far beyond the statistics. That characters have the opportunity to learn from their successes and failures, gaining experience, and that treasure is part of the reward of success, although in BRP the spoils are much more mundane than in more D&D-inspired games. Quote, If you can carry them, you can always cart off armour and weapons, and another option is to skin monsters and sell their pelts. Always search for hidden traps and secret compartments before giving up the search for money. The monsters didn't put it in the open for you to stumble over. End quote. 
The examples thread the whole together, making it understandable and opening the way for the novice player to begin. So why am I talking about this old basic role-playing booklet more than 40 years later? It's because, at least for me, this is the doorway back to gaming the way I enjoyed it back at the beginning. Over the past 40 years or so, my thinking about how to play RPGs has been buffeted and pushed around by a multitude of prophets who proclaim a gospel of role-playing as though it were the untarnished truth of the one true way. Here in 2023, this is never more true. All around are the voices of baying and competing tribes, all ready to tear down the aspiring player and butcher the returning referee on the altar of this or that deity of gaming. The result? I almost gave up my hobby. And I know that I'm not alone in feeling intimidated and anxious about the whys and wherefores of play. I had reached the end not so very long ago, even after many years of speaking up for the idea that, firstly, play is very good for you, and secondly, that you should find your own paths to enjoyment. As I begin season 12, Roleplay Rescue is walking down old roads. On the one hand, I have invited a small group of trusted friends to come and play Traveller, the science fiction game that I first discovered at middle school. And on the other hand, I am embarking on a solo quest back into the roots of my fantasy gaming through the lens of basic roleplaying and the RuneQuest 2nd Edition game from 1980. I want to explore the characters in the game world as it was first presented to me back at the beginning. In my social play, I want to focus on the spice that always made role-playing games exciting and engaging, encouraging players to take on interesting roles and then to play them as much as possible in role within the context of the game world. It's the other world immersion that I've been craving for decades. In my solo play, I want to explore the roots of my own imaginary game world as it was first conceived and experienced in my teenage years. Through dreams and many hours of daydreaming, I uncovered a rich fantasy realm that I am long overdue returning to visit. Despite a few attempts to bring other tools to the table, games that I deeply enjoy and seek to explore... The reality is that this first game I stole from my dad is the key to unlocking that specially made game world that exists just for me. And so it is that this podcast turns the wheel towards telling the tales from my journeys into the wild. I don't quite know where this will lead, but I do intend to bring you the tales and tell the truth about what I find there. Both the trials and joys will be aired as I find the paths that lead me back to the way in which I choose to play these games. I hope that you'll find the journey interesting enough to tag along. First stop, Crag's Ruin. Game on. As you know, I love to hear from you. If you've got a question or comment, then please hop over to speakpipe.com slash roleplayrescue, where you can leave a 90-second message. Or, if you prefer, just open up a voice memo app on your device, record what you want to say or ask, and email it directly to me via hello at rpgrescue.com. For now, let's share some great messages from listeners over the past month or so following the end of Roleplay Rescue, 
season 11. Hey Jay, this is Justin. Uh, just listened to your manifesto episode on Otherworld Immersion. Uh, first thought I had uh, made me go back and re-listen to your September 9th episode about Choose Your Rules. Uh, I think that something that you may be missing in the manifesto is uh, part of that discussion on why system matters. Uh, I think when you separate the players from the system, uh, you're going to lose that knowledge that the players have that's inherent to you know, potentially decades of experience with a particular system and understanding you know, how their personas power level or capability level will compare to the threats that they might face in the other world. Uh, So uh, in your interview with Daniel Jones, he mentioned uh, about 20 hours per player uh, to get them oriented and uh, understand what they are looking for, uh, for their character and how they fit into the world. Uh, I think that time commitment is going to be required to replace that player knowledge and and do that calibration. So uh, you hadn't really touched on that, um, and, and I thought it was interesting how it tied back in with the uh, September 9th episode, so I just thought I'd bring that up. So uh, appreciate what you do and look forward to the next episode. Hey, Justin, thank you for your call, and I really appreciate you picking up and linking episodes together in a way that I generally completely don't. <laughs> Anyway, I thought it was an interesting point that you're making and it sort of speaks very much to a different mindset to the one that I've evolved. You say that if the players have mastery of the game rules and then we take the rules away from them and put them behind the screen, then we lose all of that mastery. And of course, there are a couple of assumptions there, the first of which being that the players have mastered the rules. And the second one being that rules mastery is an important part of play. And that kind of brings me back to the goals we have for our gaming. In episode 8, Choose Your Rules, I said, and I quote, System matters when it's supporting or opposing a particular choice we are making about the game we seek to play. If something in the rules gets in the way of the methodology or the outcome or the feeling or the goals, then or something else in your game, well, you basically throw it out. And I think that that's what's become really important and paramount to me. That what I wanted to do is offer the players an experience of playing deeply immersed within the other world. To be focused not on the mastery of the game rules, but instead upon mastery in living in this world that we are imagining together. In other words, to make decisions based not upon mechanical concerns, but actually upon like the situation you're in within the world and how you understand the world. And in that regard, you're right when you pick up and say, as Daniel has said, that this requires time and orientation within the world. And for me, this goes back right back to understanding Eisen's vow back, I know, how many years ago now. The idea being that, yes, it's a little harder for players at first to figure out how things work when they don't have mechanisms in front of them. But actually... The richness that comes from being in character and remaining firmly within that perception of the world around you, well, that appears to be so, so much more beneficial that actually players I play with are willing to sacrifice the game rules bit and the mastery thereof. And so I guess it's just about, like, what do you want from the game? You see, I used to really enjoy playing, and I suppose I still do in some ways, still enjoy playing the rules of the game, like 
to sit at the table and use those mechanisms to get what I want in the situation, you know, to tactically um, min-max my way through a really optimized situation and, you know, challenge myself against the GM in, in those terms. But as I get older, I realize that what I'm really craving is that what I've been talking about today, the getting to know my character, to be immersed in the other world with my character and ultimately to experience an adventure as if I was that other person. And that's a very different goal. And of course, neither of these goals is superior to the others. It's just a question of what do we want. So I don't know if that helps, but I really thank you for calling in and sort of mentioning this. And um, yeah, it's given me pause, given me a chance to think and as ever given me a chance to realize that no, you know what? I really do want to offer my players something that's radically different. Thanks, man. Game on. Hey, Shay. It's the Pink Phantom here. Uh, I just finished listening to your last episode about uh, adventure prep. And I just want to say not just this episode, but just the last several episodes, really the, the podcast as a whole, but especially the last few episodes, you've really, really been doing a fantastic job uh, bringing on guests, talking about a variety of subjects, uh, and when you talk about your own ideas about immersive role playing and and that immersive world that you're looking for, it's it's just been fantastic stuff. And I always find myself, whether it's a, a website you bring up or a product or just some ideas, of finding myself scrambling for a pen and paper to write some stuff, jot some stuff down with. I've been meaning to call in for a long time now to tell you, and I've been bad about calling into to podcasts in general and to yours in particular is one of those. And just you. It's just been a, a great job, and it's a joy to listen to you. And I always look forward when I see an, a new uh, episode of Roleplay Rescue downloading on my podcatcher. And it's just it's just fantastic. Please keep up the good work. Hey, Roleplay Rescue. This is Jonathan from Sojourner's Awake. I love John Forrest's stuff from Roleplaying Tips and really enjoyed the interview, specifically uh, your interview style at uh, letting your guests talk. <laughs> It's an art to interview well, and I just appreciated the episode. Look forward to hearing more. Thanks. Hey, Jay. Jason here, driving to work through pea soup fog. Very, very heavy fog. Not fun to drive in. But I do want to call and tell you I enjoyed episode 1126, your finale. I thought season 11 was a great season. A lot of neat things came out of it. Really enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to season 12. Take care, my friend. And so a new season begins. I hope that today's show has been useful or at least interesting. But a big thanks for listening and I hope you'll join us again next time. Thanks to Justin, the Pink Phantom, Jonathan and Jason for the call-ins today. Love the feedback and I hope that you continue to enjoy the show. As ever, please keep comments and questions coming in. Thanks also to the Roleplay Rescue patrons who support the show through patreon.com slash rpgrescue. And thanks to John from Tale of the Manticore for all of the show music. My name is Che Webster. This is Roleplay Rescue. I'll see you again out on the journey. Game on.